The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You're now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today, it's going to be me and you. We're going to hang out together and we're going to be talking about illuminating our consciousness, the inward journey. Uh, This is a topic that I would have never thought in a million years that uh, I would be talking about um, being the guy from Eastern Oregon, the farmer, the redneck, the guy that was hunting and fishing and, you know, just growing up on the standard American diet and the standard American society and pro I was completely programmed. I had no idea I was, but here we are, here we are. And um, I'm very excited to be here. So um I just wanted to also reach out and just say thank you to everybody who uh, listens to my show. Um, I really appreciate you guys, and I, I want to send you guys a lot of love and and just um, uh, some good some good vibes because I really I really do truly appreciate um, knowing that there's people on the other end that are receiving uh, the message that we put out, um, the people that we've had on, the amazing guests, um, and uh, these little talks that I'm going to do uh, like today, uh, trying to you know, just share stuff from, you know, just a general, pretty much a working class person, like most of you listening. Um, And, you know, what I found that's worked in my life, and what's worked for other people that I've coached, um, what's worked for other people that have become friends of mine, uh, other people that have been on the show. And, um, you know, we're like literally a living laboratory over here. So if I find something that works for me, I definitely want to share it with you so that you can improve your life. Um, you can, you know, follow your highest excitement and you can wake up and feel joyous and you can wake up and feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And um, so anyway, let's get into um, the talk today about illuminating our consciousness, the inward journey. So originally I was going to title this, you know, raising consciousness um, for a better world, but you know, when I really did a deep dive on, you know, raising consciousness, what I realized was, is that you can't really raise consciousness. Consciousness is just, is it, it is what it is and you can't raise it. But what's happened is that it's been clouded. So we're going to get more into that. Um, one thing I just remembered that I wanted to share with you guys is um, another episode that I had on which is really good for uh, um, for illuminating and shining light on our consciousness. And that was episode 108. And I actually had a death doula or a death midwife on. If you guys have not listened to that, I'd highly recommend you go back. If you have, maybe you'd want to re-listen to it. But I had on a gal named Presence Grace. Now, first off, just imagine uh, her name is Presence Grace, which is pretty freaking amazing. And the reason I had her on was because she said that... Um, you know, there's a lot, uh, basically you don't really, you can't really live until you can face death. And I'd seen that in, you know, my experience with people, so many people that I coached going through cancer and stuff like that, because a lot of times when people get a cancer diagnosis, you know, everybody on Facebook and all these places like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And we send you our love and stuff. But, you know, it's kind of, when I went to like Hippocrates, the psychotherapist there, they'll just, they'll tell you like, Oh my God, you have cancer. Okay, great. Well, um, congratulations. You're one of the few people on this planet that actually gets to live. And people don't really understand that in the beginning until it's explained to them. And and the reality is, is most of us are not living. We're just kind of going through life. We're going through the motions and, you know, we're not like living in the moment and being present and, and actively, um, conscious, right. We're just going on subconscious programming. So, Anyway, I had on uh, this gal, Presence Grace, she's a death doula, and the topic was called teaching us how to die happy, you know, because a lot of people are, you know, go out of this life kicking and screaming, and you don't want to be one of those people. You don't want to be one of those people that has regrets and wish you would have done this and wish you would have done that, and you, and you drag, 
you know, you make it a miserable mess for your family and loved ones that you're leaving behind as you go out kicking and screaming. You want to be on your deathbed with a big smile on your face saying, I lived fully. Um, I lived in a happy way. Um, I was full of joy. In fact, everybody is full of joy, but a lot of people um, have built this shroud around themselves from all the societal conditioning and parenting that they just don't even know how to express it. But everybody has joy inside of them. And that was just a really good episode. So anyway, I wanted to bring that up because um, I think it's important. So you know, let's just go back to my journey and I'll just tell you kind of what happened for me, which is that I had no idea about any of this stuff. Um, and it was, you know, when my friend Charles got diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia, he asked me to go with him to the Hippocrates Health Institute, which I did this detox and nutrition clinic. I know most of you um, listening or the alumni, the people who have been around listening to my show for a while are pretty familiar with Hippocrates Health Institute. It was originally started by a gal named Ann Wigmore who healed herself of stage four colon cancer with basically herbs and grasses. And her grandmother, her surrogate grandmother from Lithuania was actually the village healer. And that's where she had kind of gotten that basis and knowledge um, when she was a little girl growing up in Lithuania. So when she moved to the States, um, you know, when she got sick in her fifties with cancer, she went back to what grandma had taught her and she healed herself. And, you know, lo and behold, that's how the Hippocrates Health Institute actually started was from this lady. She started it. And she has a book out there called be your own doctor. And you guys can look it up. It's a, it's a cool book. It's a great read. They're old copies. And I remember she actually, in the beginning of the book, there's a copy of a citation that she got from, I think it was a house of representatives, uh, chair member, I think his name was Thomas McGee, uh, basically saying exemplary, um, you know, award for helping people in health and in just human service and stuff like that. So Anne Wigmore is uh, quite a light um, out there and still is, even though that she's passed away and she doesn't live in, in this time space reality anymore. But the Hippocrates Health Institute continues today with Drs. Brian and Anna Maria Clement at the helm. And um, so I went there with my friend Charles and this was the beginning of my journey because, um, you know, I actually started changing how I ate. You know, I got off of dairy and wheat products and I started eating a whole food plant-based diet and, and um, I started feeling better. I actually raised my vibrational frequency and I started feeling more youthful, actually a lot more youthful. I felt like I was 18 again. And it was quite extraordinary because I had, you know, been going to doctors and trying to figure out all my mess and why was I 42 pounds overweight and why did I have mental fog and health issues and why did I have this big patch of eczema on my knee and my elbows and it was cracking and bleeding and my world was going inward and I just wasn't feeling good about myself as a human being. Uh, my vibrational frequency was definitely lowering and my consciousness was getting more clouded, definitely, besides just the brain fog there, there, you know, the consciousness just wasn't, it wasn't there. I mean, I was still awake when I was awake, but I really wasn't illuminated or enlightened as they say. So what ended up happening was, is as I started cleaning up my digestive tract, and as I started cleaning up my blood and fat and muscle tissue and getting rid of the toxins and the, and the accumulated waste matter, um, and started flooding my body with nature, you know, things that vibe high, like sprouts and sprout juices and fresh foods and stuff like this and coconut water. Um, I raised my vibrational frequency and my brain got activated and I started just receiving things that from that were already there. I started having these different thoughts and I was just kept thinking to myself, there's more, there's more, there's more. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something more. And I, I became curious. So it was like the door, like the cobwebs were brushed out of the way literally light was shined on an area that I, it was there the whole time, but I couldn't see it. And literally by changing my diet and my lifestyle, um, I was more illuminated to see what was already inside of me. And what was really cool was, is that led me to um, uh, yoga, which uh, led to you know, like more breath work and meditation and that kind of stuff. And I did that for like 10 years. And and then, you know, that was, I had some really, uh, you know, epiphanies uh, during yoga. I had some great moments, um, some, some really cool spiritual moments. Um, lots of tears would come out from time to time, just on the yoga mat out of nowhere, um, which was really cool. Um, and I was healing and I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but um, it was very important to uh, get that stuff out. 
because uh, my body was actually holding on to it. And it was causing disease in my body and um, it was really holding me back from my true happiness. So then fast forward, um, you know, I know some of you know that I, I was adopted and um, I was an only child. So then when I was 21, I actually got to meet my biological mother and I found out that I had a 15 year old brother and I had an 18 year old sister. So instantly I have like this new family. And I actually, when I was 21, I went to a family reunion and it was really cool. And I had like, it was just like instant coffee. I had like an instant, <laughs> I had like an instant family and I felt really loved and everything. And I really looked actually like more like my mom than my brother and sister. So it was actually uncanny and it was like a surreal, cool thing that was going on. But a um, little while after that, um, you know, I, I developed a great relationship with my, um, with my brother and we had become very close and, and he died in a tragic mountain biking accident and broke his neck. And back then I really didn't have the skill sets um, to deal with death at that point. I mean, I, I was still way more open spiritually, but I just hadn't had that. Um, I didn't have the skill set yet. So, you know, I wasn't running around punching doors and windows and stuff, but I would walk by my bed and slam my bed like, like the Hulk and just like, you know, just like, why, why, you know, why Troy, why? And, and, um, you know, one day I heard him say to me, he's like, Tim, uh, I, cause I asked him like, what do you want me to do? And I screamed it out loud. Um, at the top of my lungs, I was upstairs at my desk. I'll never forget it. I heard him say very clearly, do what you love and do it now. And that's actually how I got into doing this and why I'm speaking to you today. So my brother's death actually pr uh, pushed me to do more of what I love, which is help people with their health. And I don't know if that would have happened if he wouldn't have passed away. So I know he came here. Um, he did what he was supposed to do. That was his journey. He did and he lived the life that he wanted to live. And, and that's it. And I have to honor that and respect that. And I love him to this day and I always will. And, and um, so that was part of my journey was like learning how to process death and find the benefit from it um, for the remainder of time that I have here. And then I started running and I ran into some spiritual teachers online that really changed uh, the way I um, look at things. I ran into a guy named, uh, was re-recommended to me, a gentleman goes by Bashar. Um, his name's Daryl Anka. And um, anyway, it also goes by Bashar. And he was the one where I learned the, about following your excitement and following your joy um, to the best of your ability every moment of every day. And that's really resonated with me. And I started doing this practice and it started working. But the key was, and I missed it in the beginning, and I want to make sure that you guys get this, is that this, it's, it's a two-part um, system. You can't just follow your excitement and everything's going to work out. You follow your excitement to the best of your ability every moment of every day. But the key is that second piece is with no insistence on a particular outcome. That's very important actually following the thread of excitement itself is the path. So if you're lost and confused in your life right now, and you don't know what to do. I always say, you know, start working on your health, but also follow your excitement, but really important with no insistence on a particular outcome. It's the excitement itself. That is the thread to follow. And the more you follow your excitement, it's like building a muscle. Um, it grows and it gets stronger and stronger. And the more you do it, the more life will just uh, reorganize itself for you and the right people at the right place, at the right time will start showing up. So that was a huge um, uh, step for me to raise my uh, illuminating my consciousness and shining light on my consciousness that was already there. Um, and, and that information actually really helped me get over my um, or get through and be able to process my brother's death um, much better. Um, and then a wonderful woman came into my life. Her name is Rebecca Wolf. She's one of my coaches um, here at uh, Chemical Free Body. I've actually had her on um, the podcast. You can look her up. We, she did a great episode with me um, on um, what she overcame uh, through uh, bulimia. And um, now she's one of the healthiest uh, people that I know. And um, she's um, just an awesome human being. But she led me more into the spiritual world. She, she shared with me people like Eckhart Tolle and I, and I got the book or she might've given it to me, the power of now about being present and living in the present moment. Um, and then she shared people with me like Muji, who's a Jamaican spiritual teacher. Um, really cool stuff. And he's got some great stuff on like YouTube and stuff where they have some nice music and he's, and he's just doing these like guided meditation things. And it's like amazing. Like it's just really cool stuff. And I always recommend to check that out. 
And then um, another person she led me to is uh, Jiddu uh, Krishnamurti. And this dude was like a philosopher um, and, and a, you know, a writer. He, was, he, he spoke a lot and he speaks really slow. I know I talk really fast all the time and I'm all excited. And, but this guy is pretty awesome because he, he asks questions and he talks really slow. And it's almost like you, you were just like sucked into it. And you're very attentive. Um, it's really interesting. And I had his book one time and I was just reading it to my father who, who has macular degeneration right now. And my dad used to be a voracious reader. I mean, he would just read books like crazy and he can't read anymore. So I was reading him this book and I had no, you know, I didn't tell him it was a spiritual book or nothing. And my dad, you know, kind of grew up in the fifties and all that stuff. So it's kind of old school. And my dad was engaged like I've never seen him engaged before. And he just kept going, yes, yes, yes. And he was just, he literally saying it and like, you know, like shaking his hand in the air and like, yes, when I was reading this book. And so Jiddu Krishnamurti was, um, he was actually kind of groomed as like a, like a, a world teacher of this new movement of this like theosophical tradition. And, and um, when he was about ready to be presented, he basically got up and said, don't do all the stuff that they're telling you to do you know, go inward. And, and anyway, you just got to check this guy out. So anyway, Rebecca referred me to all these people. And so what, what I've done is I keep gathering information. That's what I keep doing. I keep gathering information, but all these teachers say things in different ways, but a lot of it's similar. And a lot of it's really about like, you know, going inward, going inward, going inward, going inward. And, you know, realizing that, you know, this whole, con like, our topic today, like consciousness is an example. Um, we are complete, we're completely conscious, right? So the problem is, it's kind of like the sun that's shining, your consciousness is like the sun that's shining, sun's always there. And in fact, I'm looking outside right now. And I can't see the sun. I know it's there. But what's in its way, there's a bunch of clouds. There's a bunch of clouds in the wind, I can't see it right now. And sometimes we get these clouds that come into our life, whether it's, you know, getting busy or societal conditioning and, you know, parents and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of times we just got to learn how to brush those clouds away and, and let that sunshine, which is, our, you know, it's our, it's our joy, it's our happiness, it's our consciousness. And it really is an inward journey because it's not outside of you. There is no consciousness outside of you and everything that you experience as a human being actually happens within you. I mean, think about it. If somebody like, you know, touches, puts their hand on your shoulder, you're not really experiencing their hand. You're, you're feeling it inside of you. You're feeling what you feel. You're not feeling their hand. You're feeling that inside of you. Or when you see something, um, you know, it, the light is reflecting off of something and it goes through your eyes and into your retina. And, you know, you see that you see it inside of you. You don't see what's outside, right? So everything even physically in this world is really happening inside of you. So it's, it's kind of cool when you think about it, because everything is, it's an inside journey. It's an inside game. So I just wanted to say this because like, if, if anybody out there, if you guys are listening and there's people that are struggling and I know there is, I mean, there's just, there's so much stuff out there with people struggling with their health, people struggling with their relationships People are struggling with finance, uh, especially after the last couple of years with all the shutdowns and supply chain delays. And, you know, I, the, there's like, you can't even get a contractor over in Eastern Oregon right now. They're, they're all booked up. And um, I don't know I talked to another contractor's uh, wife in Idaho and, and he was going to start his own business again, but he's like, I could get work, but he goes, I can't really get materials. Right. So why would I start a business? If I can't even get the materials to do my work. So there's stress there. So we've got relationship stress, uh, career stress, um, there's spiritual stress. Um, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of stress on us today and a lot of, um, and there's a lot of unconsciousness, right? So for me, what I've learned is that, you know, when in doubt, go in, go in. If you just recently broke up with somebody, then, you know, the, the, the fix is not run out and, and jump in somebody else's arms, jump in bed with somebody else. That's not going to be the fix because you haven't, you haven't went inward. Like you're going to take the same garbage into the next relationship. And most likely they will too, because you're going to attract like-minded people. If you start working on yourself and raising your consciousness, you might actually get to the point where you might not 
maybe you want to be alone for a while and you really enjoy that. And then maybe later you get a relationship, which I think was a really good thing. Really settle into yourself. I mean, how many of you have had relationships? Maybe you're in a relationship right now that's not working or you just got out of one and, you know, you, you, you've, how, how often have you ever just really like worked on yourself and went inward, went inward and went inward and really gotten solid, you know, because we can't, we come into these, this world as an individual. And when you go into a relationship, you know, you had your own life before, before you had that relationship, you were your own individual and they were hopefully their own individual, but you decided to come together to create this third entity, this relationship. And it's like a baby in the beginning and you have to nurture that baby and grow it. And a lot of people just kind of lose themselves in that, in that relationship, that baby or whatever. Right. And that's not, that's, that's just not good. It's not good. Both of you have to have your own independence and your own, um, uh, you know, you have to have your own self, but then you decide to come together. Right. So that's just an example in the relationship thing. And I bring it up because it's, it's a big deal. I mean, we have over 70% of people are getting divorced. So obviously it's a, it's a, a topic of concern. It should be as an adult. I mean, think about it. Would you go buy a car knowing that it has a 70% chance it's going to fail on you? Nobody would do it, but we keep hopping into relationships and getting married and over 70% of those are going to fail and we just keep going into it. So as again, as adults, we have to be conscious of this kind of stuff and say like, wait a minute, do I want to be, how do I, how do I get into the 30%? And more importantly, how do I be one of those people to be a light and be a mentor uh, for other people so we can you know, flip that number and, 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 you know, and have more people staying together for the right reasons. And there, and sometimes things change. I mean, sometimes it's okay. People come into your life and they go, there's nothing wrong with that, but society makes it so difficult because of these societal contracts. You know, you sign a marriage certificate with the state of whatever, and, you know, it's easy to get into the contracts, but it's very difficult to get out. It's very difficult and it's very expensive to get out and lawyers make a ton of money doing it. There's a lot of stress. I have, I have a friend right now who's it's been well over a year. He's going through the divorce and, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on both sides that they're spending and, you know, economy's changing right now. One of the businesses suffering. There's a lot of stress on his side. She's stressed out on her side. They've tapped their cash. That was their money. And they're fighting over what it's just it's just egos and it's it's just a big mess. So this is a perfect example of like, you know, if people I don't know where in nature like there's no other animals like sign contracts. They just don't do it. I mean, you come together and if it doesn't work out, you just part ways or whatever and you go do something else. But a lot of animals, you know, they just mate for life and they don't have they don't have the big problems like we do, uh, probably because they're being present. They're living in the present moment. So anyway, so. That's step one. I wanted to cover that. And what we're going to do is we'll take a quick break and when we get back. I want to get into some of the reasons and we'll go more in depth on why we are living in an unconscious manner to shed some light on this. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health. The best part? It is super gentle, and there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I am back. Um, we were, we're talking about illuminating our consciousness, the inward journey. And now I want to get into, so why are we living in an unconscious manner? Like, what's doing it? Why, why are 70% of us getting divorced? And why are people so darn unhappy and so unhealthy today? So let's first off get into why our parents and society are clouding up our consciousness because that's what's happening right so you know you get you get born or let's say that you're going to have somebody's going to have a baby right and if you're if you're a boy you're going to wear blue 
If you're a girl, you're going to wear pink. You're a Christian. You're a Jew. Um, they the, see the chiseling begins right from the beginning. Like people start putting, they get being put into these boxes, right? And when a child is born, a child is just nothing but pure love and joy. I mean, they just, that's all they are. That's why when babies are born and little kids and people love them so much because they relate to that inner child in themselves that, and people know that, uh, well, they don't know, but we are love. That's all we are. We're born that way. But our parents unknowingly, um, even though, you know, if you ask somebody like me, it's like, you love your kids. Of course I love my kids, but how did I, what was I doing to my kids? I was treating them in a very unloving manner, just like everybody else is chiseling them away, put them into a box, making them try to fit in and do what I want them to do or what society wants them to do. You're a good boy and a good girl. If you just shut your mouth and be quiet and clean up after yourself and do this and do that, um, you stay in line. But if you get out of that, Ooh, you're in trouble. Right? So our parents, um, man, we grow up and then all of a sudden we went from this, this child that was just nothing but pure love. And then we end up as adults and we're just like our moms and dads, right? Do you, do you find yourself like acting or kind of being the same as your mom and dad, even though you might hate it? I mean, some, I, I, I there's some amazing qualities, like, like amazing qualities that I got from my work ethic and, you know, doing what's right. And like, like, I have to say this, like, and I'm, you guys have probably heard me before, but my mom and dad, like, they don't lie. Like, you know, there's like Superman doesn't lie. You can't lie or whatever. Like my dad's literally like Superman. Like he, he won't do it. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, there's so many good qualities from them, but just like everybody else, their parents and society condition them too. And there's some things that I don't like, but I had to become conscious. And I used to just like, I just didn't like certain things about what my dad did. And then as I got to an adult, all of a sudden I like, it was like, you know, a surreal thing or like a, I don't know, it was almost like a freaking comet coming out of nowhere and slamming me in the face and realizing that I am him. I'm doing the same damn things that he is, or my mom did, you know, and I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I, I don't, I don't want that. So um, having those realizations is I think a good thing. We're doing the same stuff, right? We, we find ourselves yelling at people, um, being frustrated in life. Um, we're unable to communicate our feelings with each other. We're, we're putting, here's another one. We put everybody else first, especially you ladies out there listening. We put everyone else first and we're not taking care of ourselves. And then what ends up happening? A wheel falls off and then you end up going into a broken medical system and trying to get fixed in a system that doesn't work there too. And then you can't take care of nobody, right? And then our our kids are watching, like baby bears watching mama bear and daddy bear, right? And oh, well, mom and dad just mom, they just work their butts off because they have to pay the bills. And you know, what's for dinner? I don't know. We're just gonna grab some pizza, we'll get some burgers. Oh, let's go get some, you know, it's like last minute planning thinking. And then when they grow up and they become adults, it's the same thing. Honey, what are we getting for dinner? Burgers, pizza you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we're overweight, we're tired, we're fatigued, just like our parents. And we're just trying to stimulate ourselves to the day with coffee and energy drinks and all this other stuff. So physically, we're like them mentally, emotionally, and spiritually become them because it's monkey see monkey do. That's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And it's a real, the, the communication thing is huge. I've seen this over and over, like, people are, people don't even know how to communicate. Relationships, people are not freaking communicating at all and it is like the crux of a relationship so i'll throw that out there too so you know i have to bring this up too about this whole parents the parents thing because there's a song out there that pretty much everybody knows called cats in the cradle by harry chapman and um if you haven't listened to it when you're done with this episode go listen to cats in the cradle by harry chapman c-h-a-p-i-n and especially for you dads out there, listen to this thing, because I'd heard it before, but I'd never really listened to the words. So I've only heard it, you know, a few times through, but it was like, like, I felt emotional about it, like listening to it. And I'll just read some of it in here. Some of the, some of it just give you an idea. So it says my child arrived just the other day. He came in, in the world in the usual way, but there was planes to catch and bills to pay. 
he learned to walk while I was away and he was talking before you knew it as he grew. And he said, I'm going to be like you, dad, you know, I'm going to be like you. And then it goes into the, the chorus, the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. Um, when you're coming home, dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Right. So his, this little kid his, wants to spend time with his dad and his dad's gone. But he says, we'll do it later. Not now, later, not living in the present moment later. We'll get together later. And, uh, and, we'll and you know, we'll have a good time then. So then all of a sudden, boom, the next verse is my son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, dad. Come on, let's play. So his dad buys him a ball. Can you teach me how to throw? I said, uh, not today. I got a lot to do, he said. And then the boy said, that's okay. And then he walked away. But his, the boy's smile never dimmed. And he said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be like him because he wants to be like his dad. Then it goes to the chorus again, the cat's in the cradle. Da 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 da. Then the next verse, um, he said, well, he came, came back from college just the other day. So much like a man. I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and then said with a smile, what I'd really like, dad, is to borrow the car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please? And then it goes back to the chorus again. The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. He says, so when you coming home, son, and the son says, I don't know when. But we'll get together then, Dad. You know we'll have a good time then. The next verse. I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. And his son said, I'd love to, Dad, if I can find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids got the flu. But it's sure nice. It's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's sure been, it's sure been nice talking to you. And then the guy says, and as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, he'd grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. Then it goes to the verse or the chorus again. And then, um, you know, cats in the cradle, silver spoon. And then at the end, it says, when you coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, dad. We're going to have a good time then. So that song is, it, it epitomizes like our kids are copying what we do they're watching everything we are molding them right and like all people really want to do is spend time with each other and love each other and if you look around the world the people that are living the longest these blue zones if you look at the top four reasons that these people are living to 100 and they're happy is because they have lifelong friends that's number one um, number two they respect their elders so they're having communication. The kids and the grandkids are playing with grandma and grandpa. And as the grandma and grandpa gets older, they're telling stories and they're educating and there's a family unit because we're pack animals and, and they're together. And, you know, and then the other part was they eat an 80% plant-based diet or greater and they move their bodies daily, you know, recipe for success. There we go. So what else is, um, what else is uh, causing us to live in an unconscious manner. Well, how about our education system? You know, besides going and the kids, poor kids eating the terrible food. I mean, it's so bad today. You can literally, kids can go, there's McDonald's and Taco Bell's in schools, right? When I was a kid growing up, you, there, was ham, there was a hamburger line. You'd get a hamburger every day if you wanted to. Every day if you wanted to. And then, or you go on the other line and get the rotation foods, right? But I, I got lots of hamburgers because I liked hamburgers and they were good. They tasted good. They weren't good for my body, but they tasted good. So, and then there's toxic water in the school system. I mean, the water's just toxic everywhere, um, but lots of mold in the school systems. And then what are they teaching in the school that applies to real life? Well, they teach math. That's important. So that's good. They teach us kids how to read. Hopefully uh, there's a lot of reading problems still today in the school systems. Um, they teach us, they teach our children how to write. That's good. But what about our children? teaching our children how to think for themselves. That's not happening. It's like you get in line, you take your lunch ticket, you want chocolate milk or vanilla milk. And then you go, you eat this, you go sit down, you do this, you do that, you do this. And they're really not teaching the kids how to think. It's really like a, I don't know, it's in, I don't know, some type of indoctrination thing. It's like, it's basically 
breaking uh, training them to go into the industrial revolution which is like come and gone right just working in factories and stuff like that i mean there's still factories around but you get what i'm saying so what about teaching them about how to think for themselves what about teaching our kids about nature right you see a little bit of that there's some some schools there's gardens outside and stuff teaching them how to grow their own food that might be an important thing how about teaching the kids yoga and how important it is to light up their consciousness right because as children it keeps getting it keeps getting uh all this garbage and crap from parents and society keeps getting wrapped around. It's like a nasty crust of crap and it, it needs to be chiseled away. It needs to, it's like when you go outside and, and you work and get dust and, uh, dust and dirt on you, you go take a bath and you wash it off, but we don't wash off this crust of society and our parental conditioning. And that needs to happen. So, you know, that could happen. We could be having this going on in our school systems, but for the most part, it's just, it's not there. I mean, there are some places. So what else is doing this to us? Well, how about the news? You know, I've been telling people for years, like, dude, turn off the news. I mean, it's 98%. They just, they lie. These people are just, I mean, they're just reading off of teleprompters and you, you can see it. There's actually people that have taken the news stories all over the United States at the local news level and they start playing one, and then they play another one at the same time and the same time. And before too long, they have a collage of like a hundred of them and it's verbatim. They're reading off scripts and it's like, it's just an indoctrination sequence. You know, pretty much everything on TV is bullshit. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, if they're selling you a product, I've done this from the health coaching side of things. It's probably not good for you. If there's food on there, they're telling you eat. It's probably not good for you. Like, look and look around. How's it working for society? I mean, 80% of us are overweight, obese, or morbidly obese. Our children now are being born obese, overweight. Children are being born with cancer. Um, and then you look on TV and they're trying to sell you drugs with these wonderfully crafted commercials. And then at the end, this could give you heartburn, you could die, you could, you know, you could increase gambling, suicidal thoughts, there's like 37 side effects to take this thing, you know, and I've learned from a molecular biologist, that only 10% of the people that take uh, pharmaceutical drugs, um, it actually works for the other 90% it fails. So why would we do that? Because we're just going along with the Joneses, we're going along, it's, it's the way it is, you go to the doctor, and they got a white coat and a stethoscope, and um, they're telling you what to do. Um, so you better do it, damn it. And how's it working for us? Well, we're the sickest human beings have ever been in the history of the, of the world. Uh, but we keep wanting to march down that uh, pathway for some reason. So that's probably not the best, um, uh, best thing to do. So anything on TV, guys, is just like, just turn it off. All it does is create stress and stress um, creates a, a, a lowers your immune system. It, it spikes your adrenal glands, it, it um, raises cortisol levels, and it lowers your immune system. And, but it's entertaining, right? And it's, and it sucks too, because some of these news people or news commentators, or even people online that have their own shows and stuff, they're very entertaining. They're fun. Um, I'm not going to name a couple of them, but there's a couple people that I know that they're just opportunists and they want to sell stuff. They're very, very, very entertaining. And they make me laugh because they're good at it. They're professionals. But the reality is, is they're not really moving the needle for anybody in society. They're, they, might, they might even tip you off to a lot of the problems, but they're really not giving you a solution. They're really not giving you a concrete solution. And when it comes to major things in society, the only solution is us. It's the working class. It's never changed. The working class broke us, you know, made this country free a long time ago, 1776. And again, that happened again in the women's labor movement at the late 1800s, early 1900s. It was working class people that united bottoms up, a true bottoms up movement that basically got us good, clean, you know, working conditions and clean streets and got all the urine and feces off the streets and all that stuff and, and got, you know, children out of the labor force and increased our wages. So it's working class people coming together saying, Hey, we have to be conscious of what's really going on out there. And if we want change, it's up to us. So again, whether it's a physical manifestation of what we want or spiritual, the journey's always inward. It's always us. 
It's not going to come top down. It's not going to come outside of us. We have to be the change. We have to be the change. We always have to go inward. So, so um, something else that I wanted to point out, which is really interesting, is did you guys know this, that the placebo effect is rising? So the placebo effect is basically like what they do is like they'll give, uh, let's say in a drug trial or something, they'll give half the people a drug and they'll give the other half people a sugar pill and tell them it's a drug. And guess what? A certain percentage of those people that take the sugar pill get better. How is that freaking possible? I mean, they even put sugar, they give them a sugar pill and sugar ain't good for you. So how can they give somebody a sugar freaking pill and they heal? Because that's how powerful our minds are connected to our physical bodies. We can literally heal ourselves from thought. The placebo, placebo effect proves it. Undoubtedly, it's clear as a bell. It's not woo-woo, okay? So what's happened is, is the amount of people that are healing themselves from the placebo effect decade after decade is going up, 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 up. So it's now it's up into the 70% range. So somebody has a, an illness and you tell them, hey, this is a pill from uh, XYZ company and it's going to heal you and they give you a sugar pill, over 70% of those people are now healing. And they're, not, and they're not taking quote unquote medicine that was supposedly made for that. Amazing, right? Just goes to show you the power of what's going on. Now, why is it raising? Well, I mean, I would guess because um, standard medical solutions are not working and consciously or subconsciously, our, our bodies are taking over and we're just, we're, we're healing ourselves. Something's happening because people are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Something's going on. Consciousness all over the world, guys, I would say it's, it's, it's not just rising, but there's light shining on consciousness. The light is growing. It's getting stronger and stronger. Even though when you turn on the news, it seems like it's getting dimmer and dimmer and it's all bad, negative, negative, negative. It's far from that. Around the world right now, working class people, consciousness is going, it's, it's going up per se. Um, there's more light. People's candles are getting brighter. We're going, more people are going inward than ever before. So this is very exciting. Okay, so let's take another quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into the solutions and some of the how-tos to eliminate your consciousness on your inward journey. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I am back, and um, I am so honored to be here today to share with you this, um, this show and this topic about illuminating our consciousness, the inward journey. So this is uh, the final segment here. Let's get into the solutions. And by the way, if you guys don't have it on me right now because I'm traveling and stuff, I have all my shirts all lined up, but we do have a swag store now. So just letting everybody know about it because... Um, um, it's pretty cool. We got some cool shirts and we're going to be starting to release new shirts weekly. Um, one of my favorite ones is, um, how to soak, uh, real men soak their nuts. <laughs> so that one's really cool. And the story behind it is because when you soak a nut seed grain or bean, you're actually increasing the nutritional uh, properties of it a hundred to 800%. Think about that. Raising your nutrition up to 800%. That's what happens when you soak your almonds and your walnuts and that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a play on words, real men soak their nuts, check it out. We got hats, coffee mugs, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, uh, anything for a chemical free body and, and raising consciousness. So by wearing those shirts and that materials, if you like to, you can um, bring other people into our camp and we can hopefully uh, shine some more light on the world. And, and that's a really cool thing. So appreciate you guys. All right. So let's get into some, some of these solutions. So how do we illuminate our consciousness? Um, well, here's the cool thing is like, we just turn up our frequency, you know, we're literally made of electrons, right? And, and light, 
you know, I've talked about this before. This lady told me in Hippocrates, she's like, Tim, we are living light beings. And I'm like, what? This, this gal's lost it. She's woo-woo. But we really are. You know, biophotons rain down from the sun. They're captured on the leaf of a plant via photosynthesis. And that's where chlorophyll is made. And the electrons are actually being manufactured in the leaf of a plant. So when you eat the raw living food leaf of a plant, you are actually transferring electrons through your teeth and then as, they, as you chew on them and literally charging your body. And then and they go into your gut and they charge your body. Like literally, okay? This is not woo-woo. It's called biophoton energy. It's real. It was a doctor, a German doctor, Dr. Fitzpop actually coined the term. And this is really cool. So somebody who's like um, eating a junk food diet will emit a thousand biophotons. Somebody who is a hundred percent organic cooked food diet emits 23,000 biophotons. Newborn babies emit 43,000 biophotons. Um, somebody who's a hundred percent living food or eating like all sprouts, living foods, fresh raw food out of the garden they can emit 83,000 biophotons, almost double that of a newborn baby. So think about that. You could be 80 years old, and if you're a living fooder, you could be double the energy of a newborn baby. Think about that. And I've, I know some of these people, like Dr. Gabriel Cousins, I followed them, and you know they can do amazing things. You wouldn't even think they're 80. They're, they're running around like they're 20. So what's the big deal? Well, when you have all this, when you're raising your frequency, you're lighting up the light inside of you. So this is exactly what happened to me. Remember when I went to Hippocrates and I started eating, you know, I cleaned up my gut and I got all that garbage out and I cleaned up my blood and my fat and my muscle tissue. And then I started eating raw and living foods. I started going sprout crazy. Well, guess what? I, I lit up, I lit up. And then I started seeing things that were already there, but I couldn't see them because it was all clouded again from my parents and society and all that stuff. And all that shit started, that crust started getting washed off and chiseled away. And all of a sudden, and the light came on and I could start seeing more and feeling more intuitively of what was already there. So the beginning and the solutions is, is like, you know, it's, it's almost like, like imagine there's a, a symphony orchestra, okay? And they're in a dark room, it's completely black. And then all of a sudden one little light goes on and you can see, couple clarinet players and a couple flute players up front you crank up the light a little bit more oh oh there's some there's some people playing violins and and cellos and then you turn the light up even more and whoa there's the brass oh now you can see the trumpets and the trombones and the tuba then you turn the light the whole room up you can see the whole orchestra it's all there the drums the whole thing right all the instruments you can see them all in their suits and ties and beautiful dresses right so it's already there our consciousness is already there. We just got to turn up the light so that we can see what's already there and tap into it. Because once you can see, you can navigate much easier, right? So how do we raise that frequency or that light? Well, number one, my journey was detox. We started detoxing. I cleaned the six to 12 pounds of garbage out of my gut. I got it out. I started purifying my blood, fat, and muscle tissue. I do that now. And we teach that with our gut detox product and toxin detox product. I take it daily. I've been doing it for eight years. Uh, Dr. Treadway, by the way, has taken that uh, gut detox product for over 42 years, I believe, at this point, just in case, and he's super healthy. So um, another way you can raise your frequency is nutrition, like lots of fresh food and even better sprouts. You should be sprouting. You should be growing fresh herbs in your home. This is medicine. This is nature's finest medicine, and it's the cheapest medicine you're ever going to get. You're going to load your body with biophotons. It's going to shine light on your consciousness, like physically. Okay. Now, um, number two, what you could do is you could follow your excitement. When you start following your excitement and joy, don't you light up? Isn't it more fun to do what you love than doing things that you don't like? Um, I think everybody can agree with that. Number three, you can invest some time and start thinking for yourselves, thinking for yourselves and not just doing what everybody else is telling you to do, not doing what the news told you to do or what your teacher told you to do in high school back in the day or whatever, or your boss. It's like, actually think for yourself. I, I talked about this earlier for our children. They're not teaching our kids how to think anymore. They're teaching them how to be robots. And that's literally what it is. Our, we have become basically organic carbon robots. And there's going to come a point in time when it's happening right now, guys, if you haven't seen it, but there's silicon-based robots, like actual robots, and those are going to be replacing our jobs, right? And as soon as a silicon-based robot 
is cheaper than a carbon-based robot, us, we're done. And this has already happened at places like Amazon. I had that guy on. I had that insider from Amazon. If you guys remember, if you haven't, go back and watch it. He was telling me about what's going on. They actually have robots there that are running around putting packages and stuff. And it's they're slowly going to get replaced, right? That's that's where we're heading. So we definitely want to follow our excitement and our joy. That's going to be a way to shine in the light on our consciousness. We can also um, uh, meditate. Meditation is great. A lot of people, though, when they hear the word meditate, if you've never heard it before, they think like, oh, that's woo-woo. It's not. It's just basically, think of it like this. If, if you're, let's say you're a redneck and you're up in a tree stand right now and you're deer hunting and you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard of this stuff before, um, meditation is just basically clearing your mind. That's it. It's just like going out in nature. In fact, if you're up in a deer stand right now and you're not really focused on just like the deer coming and you're waiting, you're actually doing meditation already. You're doing a very powerful meditation. That's why hunting is like, you know, I, I grew up doing it and stuff like that. It was so spiritual, just like you're out in nature. You're, you're back on the mothership, like it connected, you're out there. Now I used to like walk around hunting elk and I was like picking huckleberries and eating them and looking at the sky. And sometimes the best thing when you're hunting is just after you've been hiking your butt off for miles and miles, it's just kicking your boots off and laying on the side of the hill and taking a nap. That was one of the best things that I ever did. I, I remember those times it, it, or having a sandwich and taking a nap. It was just awesome. Right. So it's meditation. It's meditation. Meditation is a good thing. Clearing your mind, call it what you want. Um, don't get caught up in it. If you need help, there's guided meditations online. Try 10 or 20 of them until you find someone you like. Probably the first one you're going to try you won't like. That's just the way things work out. So stick around. Try to find 5, 10, 15, 20 instructors until you find somebody you like. And eventually you can just lead yourself. That's what ends up happening. And all the people that I know that are really successful and happy, and I, and I, and I emphasize the happy as being successful, um, meditation is part of their life. It's just what they do now. And guess what? There was a point in time when they weren't doing it all, but they're happier now. And, oh, I don't have time for that. Some of the people I'm talking about are the most busy, uh, well-sought-out people in the world, and they find time for it because it's that important. It's that important because it's going to shine light and illuminate their consciousness, and you want to do that too. So, and breath work is another one in there. That's like number five on my list. Um, that, that can be right there with meditation. Number six is yoga. So, mind and body. So, meditation, breath work, and yoga, those, are, those all can be intertwined, even though they're all different. But breath work's important. Um, you know, I do a group. I have a, 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 it's a paid membership, but every week I host a class. If you guys haven't seen it yet, we have this available and I do a topic. And then at the end of the topic, we do a live Q&A. Our formulator, Dr. Scott Treadway comes on once a month. We call it talk with the doc and him and I do a topic and then we do a live Q&A and you can ask the doctor questions. And then once a month, we have a special guest come on. We do a topic and then you get to ask me or the guest questions. And at the end, what we do is we do a breakout session so people can go meet other like-minded people and build community. And at the very end, I lead a guided breathwork session because it's so important to find peace and tranquility and, and to practice it because it lowers stress and stress is a killer. You have to today, you have to have things to lower stress. So when you're doing, when you're doing breath work, you're removing the clouds, you're illuminating your consciousness. That's what's happening. Okay. It's very powerful. Um, yoga, like I said, very important. It's been moving your body, getting in tune with your body, knowing your body, feeling your body. Um, there's breath work involved with it. It's that connection from your mind body. And it's like one of my quotes, which is if you want to honor creation, you need to honor your body. If you want to, if, if yeah, we honor creation by honoring our bodies. That's, that's the quote from me. Okay. Um, another way you can illuminate your consciousness, shine some light on your consciousness. Again, it's already there is education books. Remember I talked to you earlier about when I, when I, when I met Rebecca and she started leading me down the spiritual path and giving me these other teachers and people to learn from I, books, classes, you know, one of the best teachers in the world is nature getting back out again to the mothership. Again, there's, there's places in China where they have these healing retreats. What do they do? They take away your phone. They take away your iPad. And they kick your butt and shove you out in the trees, in the woods, and people start healing. Get back into nature. Breathe in that fresh air that's out in the forest. It's been cleaned by all those negative ions. Take your 
freaking shoes off and your socks and stick your feet in the dirt and connect to mother earth and start charging your body with that magnetic field. Very powerful. Like literally that's not woo woo. We can measure that with live blood cell microscopy, looking at your cells under a microscope and then getting you naked or barefoot and make your contact with the earth for four hours, bring you back in, prick your finger, look at your blood again, and your blood will be racing around the screen on the microscope before it's kind of like, you know, going slow. Like you can charge your cells. That's another way to charge your cells. It's about frequency. Again, electrons, eating living foods, getting outside, bare feet, raising frequency, shining light on consciousness. It's all connected. All right. And then the last one, number eight is begin a spiritual practice. Why not? Right. Maybe you, maybe you're already in a religion. That's fine. I don't know if I would consider, I mean, it is what it is. Like there's so many religions out there and there's a lot of good stuff in all of them, but maybe you don't have one yet. Just your spiritual practice. And, and it's okay. Um, if you know, maybe you're already in a religion and you start exploring and you learn other things and things resonate with you and you apply them and maybe you have to do it secretly. So you don't get trouble. I don't know. I know there's a lot of dynamics going on in that with families and stuff. Um, but if you get results from something and it makes you feel good, why, why, why wouldn't you do more of that? No matter what other people are telling you, remember the societal conditioning runs deep guys and even runs into a lot of religion too. So just be, be aware of that. So begin a spiritual practice and that spiritual practice is not tough. It can just be going outside nature. It could be spending 10 minutes a day reading some books and learning, you know, it could be doing yoga, doing some breath work, starting your detox routine, starting to get some nutrition in your body, learning how to follow your excitement, investing some time into think for yourself, breath work, yoga. These things are all things that you can do to improve your spiritual practice. Okay. So can you imagine what if as a society, we were illuminated? What if we all started shining lights on our individual consciousness? What would that be like? What would the working class agree on? Would we agree that maybe that chemicals are a bad thing, that we don't need those, you know, that we don't need to have, you know, 74% of our rainwater has glyphosate in it, yet we see commercials on TV saying, if you've been exposed to Roundup or glyphosate, the main thing in Roundup, you're entitled to compensation. I got a, my friend just got a check for $10,000 because for his, um, for his cancer from them. Um, some dude got like 70 million bucks because I don't know if he died or whatever. He almost died or whatever, but would we understand it, it would, would the working class agree that it's kind of crazy that every single time they test the umbilical cord blood of newborn babies, they're finding 180 chemicals that cause cancer in humans. Is that, is that cool? Maybe, maybe if we raised our con or, or illuminated our consciousness that we wouldn't allow that anymore. Um, plastics is an example, the microplastics, the great Pacific garbage patch. Did you guys know that there's a, there's a, like, it's almost like a landmass of plastic off the Pacific coast. It's the size of Texas and it's all plastic and it's just out there. Um, the sun's hitting it. It's breaking down microplastics, getting into the food chain and um, microplastics are so pervasive from all that crap and plastic bottles and synthetic like Lycra bras and nylons and, and um, all the garments and clothes that we're wearing because every time you wash them, microplastics go out into the ecosystem it's so bad that two and two and a half inch fish in pristine lakes, 1500 miles in the interior, far away from man are turning into hermaphrodites. They have both male and female organs because of these microplastics. They're estrogen mimickers and they're throwing off their hormones. So if they're doing that for the little fish, 1500 miles in the interior, what are they doing for you in downtown LA or downtown Chicago or anywhere? You know, it's not good, you know? Can anybody say man boobs for guys and prostate cancer? How about for women, ovarian cysts, uterine cysts, breast cancer? I believe that these things are linked to that. So as the working class, would we agree that we need clean air? Would we agree that we need clean water? Would we agree that we need fresh, clean, nutrient-dense food in our schools and in our home? Would we agree that we need good infrastructure to clean up our streets? Because we're kind of heading back to the turn of the century because I know Portland, Oregon, where I lived for quite a while, I'm not there anymore. There's urine and feces and homeless people and it's all in the streets again, needles, drugs. So we need good infrastructure to clean this up and it's not happening right now. How about proper wages? Will we agree that we need proper wages, that we need to get back to a point where one person could go to work 
and support a family so the other person could stay home and raise our children and take care of them and give them the moral values and show them how to you know shine light on their own consciousness and just be a loving being to to do for that to happen the home has to be a loving home the environment has to be that way or the child's not going to have that um would we end the destructive energy sources nuclear power coal dams that you know mess up all the fish the nuclear stuff you know it goes bad and i know like people are already saying well we need that and we don't have any other solutions i'm just saying if we raised our consciousness as adults with the technology and the advances we've got in technology don't you think we could figure this stuff out i mean if they're cloning sheep and doing this kind of stuff and don't you think that we could probably get better than 30 miles a gallon like we're putting people you know what i'm saying it's like that technology is out there but it's not because the powers that be don't want that for whatever reason so but we have destructive energy sources we have nuclear plants um and i know like um is it hanford i don't know what it's called but if, like in the columbia gorge they have these nuclear waste tanks and they went and checked them out and they were empty they leaked and they went into the columbia river drainage system so that's not good for the environment or our health we live in the we live in that planet so everybody's getting messed up coal's burning dams are screwing up the fish um wind wind power people oh i think that's great I actually had a guy who was one of the top engineers on these wind farms. And he said, that project was rushed for optics. He said, I told them that we should have doubled the height and we'd get like five times the output of energy, but they didn't do it. And the other thing is, is like, I know farmers and ranchers that are getting paid millions of dollars to put all these wind farms on. And they say most of the time the stuff's broke down, they're not even spinning. And they, but they do kill lots of birds. They kill a lot of birds. And what are they made out of? They're made out of tremendous amounts of metal and stuff like that, that they have to mine out of the earth, right? Just an example. Solar is the same thing. Solar, all that stuff. There's a lot of mining done for those solar panels. They don't last that long and they don't really produce a lot. So it's, it's terrible on the earth. Um, so what is the solution? Because you can't just tell people all this stuff without a solution. Well, there's this thing called the earth's electromagnetic field. It's an energy source, just like, you know, when you pull up a compass, and the needle moves, what's moving it? Well, there's an energy source there. There's an energy source. This Earth's electromagnetic field is a vibrational frequency. And there are devices that can be made that we could tap into that resonance. And once it's synced with it, it would just sit there and give you 24-7 energy to power everything in your home, your cars, and everything. I mean, Tesla literally in the 30s was driving a car around that had no gasoline. And they like said, no, we can't do that because then we can't sell the fuel source, right? You could sell a car one time, but then you can't, you, you can't make the money on selling the fuel, selling the fuel, selling the fuel, selling the, see what I'm saying? So people just have to raise consciousness to understand that, yeah, guess what? These things are possible, but you have to get out of the societal conditioning. Otherwise it's not gonna be happening. You're gonna be trapped in your own head and you're not gonna do anything about it, right? And you're just gonna keep doing what you're doing and nothing's going to change because it's again it's not going to come top down it's going to be bottoms up and it's going to be by people illuminating themselves so how about this how about the end of wars aren't we done fighting i mean it's here we are it's 21st century what are we doing um the working class people all over the world and i've been around the world i've talked to a lot of working class people all they want to do is like work hard raise their families have a good time you know go fishing um, you know, have a good quality life for them and their children. But we get talked into fighting against each other for what? You know, we just, well, the working class is basically getting used. Again, we're like robots. We get used and it's, it's, it's just sad. So I, I'm hoping that by illuminating and ra raising our consciousness, we can just, we can stop fighting each other. I mean, enough's enough. This is ridiculous. So if you have lives on this planet, um, or excuse me, if you've lived on this planet for a while, you've probably learned that you cannot get people to do anything, <laughs> right? Especially the ones closest to you. People do what they want. If you haven't learned this in your life already, it's your life is probably a struggle. And I suggest you stop doing it and focus on yourself. And that is the answer. You change you. And by doing so, you give those permission slips of inspiration for others to change. Remember, you are a light. You are like a candle shining in a dark room. 
and you can light other candles. And the cool thing is your light doesn't diminish. You can literally light a billion candles and your light will not diminish. The room will continue to get brighter and brighter as others join you on their, on their own time. So the journey, my friends, is always to go inward, go inward, and go inward. You light up yourself on the inside so that you can see everything clearly. I've given you guys a whole bunch of examples on things that have worked for me. I hope you take them to heart. And by doing so, you will see, you'll be able to see everything clearly and you won't be stumbling around in the dark anymore with your relationships and tripping on everything with your career and your finances and all this stuff. Because you can see now, because you'll be able to see everything because you're lit. You are completely lit up. You are completely illuminated. Your light is shining brightly. You can see everything. You will literally see the whole universe and your life will become an ecstatic explosion of joy and synchronicity. And that is my hope for you. Again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Appreciate you guys. A lot of love to you guys out there. Um, remember to like, share, and subscribe to this um, podcast if you got some value from it. I hope you did. Um, I dropped a lot of stuff on it today. Most important thing, though, is just to let it wash over you. And if you found something that resonated with you, to write it down, take action on it, and get moving. Because you know, if you don't take action, you're, you're defying law of physics. Like what you put out is what you get back. So if there was something in this show today that inspired you, or you're like clicked for you, or it was something you were doing in the past and you forgot and you, and you're like, Oh, I got to go do that again. Then go do it. You have to start taking action, get that momentum going in your thing and build that momentum, grow that light inside of you so that you can see everything clearly. Okay. So much love to you guys. And remember, change yourself change your world. And we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 